Now a stretch on the left, a shot, kick down, kick save, and a beauty from Hill. Somehow Veneers got through unmarked. Now a loose puck, sliding save by Hill. What a combo! Aiden Hill flashing all over. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Oh, and a loose puck, it goes into the goal. The Knights have made it. Johnny on the spot. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I'm not going to say it's just me, but did you see the press release that came out from the Vegas Golden Knights and Scripps Sports uh, today? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. It's not it's all, just me. It's not just you. Not just me. I mean, there's a whole crew. There's a part of it they that Ashley is you. does some things, yeah. and Gary does a couple of things, and Dave and Shane talk a little bit. A little bit. Darren Elliott's like he like he's there. In he's on there. Yeah. yeah. Don't hey, forget Derek England. Yeah, it's not, it's not just me, but it's partly you. But I'm on the start, and I'm in the end. Yeah. And I'm on a bit of maybe team. No, uh, seriously, congratulations to everybody uh, at Script Sports uh, taking over the broadcast uh, this year, and like right away in midsummer, a lot happening. And hit the ground running seamlessly. I, I told uh, Brian Lawler, the president of Script Sports, the biggest compliment I can give him is people say, I, I don't notice anything different. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some graphics and there's a telestrator that we've weaved into it and there's more bells and whistles coming. But it's been a, like a real seamless transition from uh, AT&T Sportsnet to Script Sports and rating. And because... The delivery now is over the air and mm-hmm. it's available like free. Yeah. If if you want to go the free route, it's available free. Yep. The delivery is is wide open. Ratings are up 135 percent. That's not bad. Like that's how many more people are able to consume the Vegas Golden Knights, which will only help foster people's yep. interest in the sport, which gets people involved in the sport, which gets kids involved in the sport, mm-hmm. and and creates Vegas as even more of a uh, hockey town. So I, I think it's, there's some uh, some great stuff happening in and around Nighttime Plus is, yep. is also great, being able to stream it. Like, when they go on the road in a couple of weeks, think mm-hmm. about this. And, and people listening right now, I'm talking to you, Ted and Vera. When the Golden Knights are on the road out east next couple of weeks, there's a 10 o'clock start. There's 4 o'clock starts. We're used to those things. Pre-game yeah. shows at 3 yep. on the radio. Yep. Pre-game shows 3.30 on, on TV. You're A lot of people are at work then. Mm-hmm. You Nighttime plus, they'll be able to just click it on. Yep. Away you go. I know. And, and watch it from work and be able to engage in the product uh, you, that way. You can't be more connected to this no. team. It's 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 impossible. And and every, every stone is... is is unturned here. You have all these different options to consume Golden Knights games, and you're getting more eyeballs on this team on on what they've been able to accomplish and what they're going to do this season. And um, it's how you grow the game and how you make it sustainable for a fan base to to keep growing and growing and growing. And I heard, like through the grapevine, 135 percent might be conservative. Oh yeah, just because there's different ways to track ratings <clears throat> and yep. people tuning in. And it's always been one of those great, like, really, seriously, how do you know that there's four people watching instead of one TV set sure. watching? Like, how do you how do you compute all that and calculate it? But with over the air, 
Like, how do you track that? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's different ways, but putting it all together, it might be it might be more than 135 percent. And again, it's not just me, Ryan. But it's partly you. I have a hand in this. You do. My persona on TV is way different, though. I'm like a normal. I'm a normal human being on TV. I wonder what it's like to work with that guy. Yeah, (laughs) it's. I'm a. I'm a well-rounded, even-tempered. Yeah. No ego person on TV. So like no selky rants. I wonder. I wonder. No, what, there's no time on, on TV. To <laughs> I wonder have what that your producer would say about that <laughs> on TV. Yes. Oh, he loves me. No, well, I, he could I, love you, no, no, but he no, might no, not no, necessarily no, no, agree no, no, with. No, 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 no. TV's I've totally seen different. TV's I, totally different. You you have your talking points. I I'm a I'm not a traffic cop. I hate that term. I think it does an injustice to hosts. But uh, I come on and I make sure that the show gets to where it needs to go with some opinion. Mm-hmm. I like how along the way. But I, this this is this is sports talk radio where it's built on opinion. I like and how I he make says sure I have opinion. He brings his ego into this studio. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. totally. I That's mean, what he's saying. At least he doesn't deny it. Huh. Well, yeah. it's, it's like, what is going on over I there? Don't, I don't know. <laughs> Like how many times do I look over at you and go, "What is going on over there?" I uh, at least three times a show, at least. Well, there's there's times I look at Ryan and ask, "What's going no, on over there?" Don't try to one up me. I'm not trying to one up. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I admitted that that I take on a personality on this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this well. is an act. You have to you have to act. I'm not this way off the air. Well, not all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes, but not towards me. But on TV, it's different. You you there's there's a more um, subdued. Uh, the the editorial and opinion has to come from my colleagues, the mm-hmm. analyst Shane and uh, Darren Elliott or Gary Lawless. Gary, that that's there. I can I can challenge them. Sure, but I don't I don't offer the opinion. I'm the person that makes sure that that we're getting to the right spot. This I kind of oh, like this. You enjoy this? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I can tell. I wouldn't do this for free. Yeah. Like, don't get that <laughs> feeling. I wouldn't do this for free. Like, seriously, the last contract talks that we had, mm-hmm. I, I told them, no less than three hundred fifty grand a year. Right. That's it. Yep. And if you're a dollar shy of that, I'm not coming back. Yeah, by the and, way. And, and, and we got through it, and it's it's a fun show. So I'm not doing this show for free, No, but I do enjoy it. I'm glad you threw out that $350,000 yeah. number because— You heard that, right? Yeah, because yeah. we're going a full season with the parlay contest. Mm-hmm. When we don't have a winner at the end of the season, me and Darren, we're splitting $350,000. Mm-hmm. How many weeks in the season? A lot. <laughs> we're going into week four. <laughs> I know that. Yay! Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> How many weeks in the season? Well, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, when does the season go? <laughs> ends the beginning of April, middle of April. Okay. So let's do some calc. So calc. you were I'm, doing math on the air the other yeah, day. Yeah, I did. I'm, yeah, not, you. I'm not I helping. I challenged you. October, and I told November, you not December, to do it, January, you, February, You blew through March. my stop sign, and you made sure that you So we've were got about six and a half on. months of season, of okay. regular season. Okay, so how many weeks in six and a half months, roughly? Well, I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> so, so, you know, so you, what's the 52 weeks Chapman, in a year? You don't Chapman, need that. Well, Chapman, no, because how I'm, many, I'm, how many splitting, weeks are, I'm splitting how many, it no, down stop, to six stop, months. Stop, yes. How many weeks are in a month? Exactly. Well, there's four, four and a half weeks, except February, which Just has exactly four, four weeks. Just use four. Six times four. 
24. There it is. Yeah. Like, oh my, where did the 52 come from? Because you, there's 52 weeks in a year. The season goes six months. You split it down. It's 26 weeks. <laughs> That's why we can't scrub through audio. <laughs> Because you make things more no, difficult than they I should No, I can't be. scrub the audio because I don't have to keep it. Now, there there actually is a machine that I don't know how to use, but they have it in the in the music studios where, yeah. where they can do that. Yeah. Amazing. So if if we go the distance, yeah. we don't get a winner in the hockey parlay contest. Mm-hmm. Roughly, what's the pot at About the end of the year? $2,400, $2,500. And there's 26 weeks, so we got that wrong. Well, no, no. You, Ryan said 24. So, but, but there's a bye week, so there's probably no contest no, that, that week. No, no, no. There's not a bye week. There's a bye week for Vegas. Yes, but, yeah, but there, but there is a half the teams play. But there is a the possibility. Now it hasn't been oh, no, discussed, you're, but you're there's a possibility that you guys may take that week try, off again. Don't, don't try and invent stuff. But uh, that happened last we, year. Can we um, <laughs> can we get into what's happening around the the, the Vegas Gold with these ratings? Nine one one. Yeah, and then you get a couple of days off. We've, we're at the ten game mark. Mm-hmm. Where are you on your assessment, Ryan, of Vegas being? If it's ten out of ten, that's the Stanley Cup final where they were just they were a wagon. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they realistically consider themselves? Put yourself in Bruce Cassidy, not, not yeah. Ryan Wallace evaluating yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, but where do you think Bruce Cassidy would put? his team at right now yeah I, I think he'd probably be somewhere around a six right like I, I the points are fantastic you're winning hockey games you're finding ways like I'm not at all ever going to take away or put aside 19 out of 20 points in your first 10 games that's amazing it's phenomenal um, that's great stuff there but I, I think from you know kind of a, a 60 minute game perspective and not Having you know, having a couple of games where they just haven't really hit their mark, I think that they're they're probably like right out of six, right out of six to me is is where I'd go, especially since we know what ten out of ten wagon Vegas Golden Knights look like because it wasn't that far off uh, from where we are right now. I, I think that there's a lot of room to grow, a lot of room to improve, and I'll take that growth and improvement with nineteen out of twenty points and feel pretty good about it. I don't think you're that far off with this six. Yeah. And that runs contrary to nine zero and one. Absolutely, it doesn't make sense. If you're a six out of ten through a ten game stretch, you're a six three and one. Sure, yeah. Maybe a five three and two, something well, I, along that line. Seven wins would be pushing it. If you're great. a six out of ten, yeah. Seven wins would be pushing it. Sure. Some of them they've got nine without experiencing a regulation lost. Yeah, and and the crazy thing about it is like you know there's going to be a 10 game sc- stretch and I talked about this on the post game show the other day. There will be a 10 game stretch where the Golden Knights play unequivocally better than they've played through the first 10 games and they're going to go like 6 and 4. They're they're going to get, you know, the the short end of the stick when it comes to the results, but that's hockey. Like you're going to have to accept that. But right now, take the points, run all the way to the bank with them but improve and get better as a team. Like they were better last year in the 13 and 2. Yes, absolutely. Than they've been in the 9011. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But more confident, more swagger, more belief mm-hmm. this year than last year. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's the frustration that we saw that we talked about yesterday uh, in in the game the other night. That was because they know how good they can be. Sure. Yeah. Last year they were just happy to be piling up points with a new coach coming off a, a, a playoff less spring. Here it's like they they realize they're a ways away from their top game, mm-hmm. but they're still finding ways. And that, I think it's the belief part, sure, that confidence, that experience part of being on top of the mountain that allows them to turn what could be a regulation loss or an overtime loss or shoot a loss into a win. Well, and, and I think Bruce kind of touched on it a, a little bit, right, in that you have guys raising the level of their game individually when there are those moments inside of a game where it can swing. Like, Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill were both fantastic in the last two games. Now, I know Aiden had the gaffe, but he was great outside of that well, Logan against, did too. against Montreal. And the same thing for Logan, right? And so you sometimes can win when you've got one or two guys that elevate their game inside of 60 minutes, even if you don't have your best stuff. And the Golden Knights have been able to do that. That's how they've been built to, to really succeed. Um and again, you're going to get better. You expect that they're going to find their game a little bit more. And when they do, you know, the, the results might not equal what you see through the first 10 games. They're certainly not going to. But you you have to look at the signs of them getting better and better and better over longer stretches in a 60-minute game. And they're not there yet. No. There have been signs, and more specifically against the better teams. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see what happens tomorrow, Winnipeg, Mm -hmm. Saturday, Colorado. Yeah. Those are two intriguing games from a how Vegas responds to those. Sure. Then you've got what you would consider a trap game on Sunday. In Anaheim. In Anaheim. Three games in four days. Second time in a week, you've got three games in four days. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's a grind early in the season. I think that there's, they've, they've managed it short summer. Uh, they've given more days off, but still, three games, four days. That's uh, that's a bit uh, of a challenge. But next time you hear somebody say the goaltender wants that one back, like after the Aiden thing, sure, or after yeah. the Logan, yeah, yeah. This one, can you just walk over and tell that person <laughs> that the goalie wants everyone back, <laughs> every puck that gets by the goaltender? Sure, the goalie wants they don't that like one back. they don't like being scored on at all. They would like to be. They would like to have played the puck differently. That's something I've picked up from you. But not, but they, they want that one back. Yeah. they If they let in six perfect goals, <clears throat> do you think they don't want any of those back? They want them all back. Right. So I, I that's something you and I have talked about in the past, and I, I use that now. He would have liked to make a different play. Yeah. Just like any, just like but anybody makes else. Sense, right? if, you, if you turn a puck over, you'd like to make a different play there. Like right? a pitcher. He wants that one back. No <laughs> kidding. Uh, let's go over to Bruce Cassie. Here's his media availability from today at City National Arena. Can you talk about the value Mark Stone has to his team and just in general <laughs> what he meant last year to his team, especially coming back late in the year? Just... Well, we saw it. I saw it firsthand in the playoffs. I think when I first got here last year, the focus was on getting the whole collective group to play to a certain identity. So individuals were second in terms of breaking down what everyone could do. And obviously it meant a lot to the team when he was healthy early, but I was looking at the big picture. But then when he came back in the playoffs, you see his value in terms of how it lifts the other guys up, you know, just his emotion and uh, way he goes about his business, 
Um, so, you know, that, that's what he means to the team. I think he gives everyone a lift. I think he makes players around him better uh, with his puck skills, um, his stick in the neutral zone in terms of takeaways, um, power play acumen. Our power play is always better when he's a threat on it. <coughs> so there's a lot of good things on both sides of the puck that, that makes us better when he's in there. <clears throat> a lot of players mentioned that he's a guy who by example. Just having that on the ice, having that other yeah, and and don't forget, last year was his second major surgery came off, so that's going to give you some inspiration right there too. This guy wants to be out there with his teammates, right? So that's going to give you another lift. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what he says, how much he says in the room, because I say my piece and I leave it to the leaders. So the players in the room can answer that question better. How he holds them accountable. I hear him between timeouts when necessary. I wouldn't say. He's a rah-rah guy all the time, but when he says something that's pretty bang on, I think he's got a real good read for the game. When you talk to him just one-to-one, -one too, on where the team's at and how we're going, there's not a lot of wasted um, conversation with him either. Nick had a lower body injury from the other day, so um, he's going to be out for a little bit, I would suspect. Uh, he'll miss this weekend's games, and then we'll, we'll have a better idea next week. Hutton will go in the back on the left side. We had considered putting him on the right. We had Korzak and, you know, uh, Pahal to do that. So that was the balance we had with um, – and, and Ben has played right, so it's not like we couldn't have put him there. We just felt we'll look at the younger guys first. So now Ben goes back in a Nick's spot <coughs> on his strong side, the side he's typically played, and we don't have to move any lefties over to the right side. So that's the good news with that. It just – kind of sucks that we lose another defenseman out of our lineup. Um, I don't think it'll be an extended period of time, but as I said, any, you know, any game that you're, you're down a man back there, you know, um, you know, is, is, is not optimal for us. I guess the flip side is those younger guys do get now more games under their belt and that matters too. <clears throat> well, I was just going to say for a couple of days of practice, what did you want to accomplish? Well, we'll find out in our games this week, you know, that usually if there's a translation going forward. Um, yesterday was some, some skill and pace work. Today was more of that, but, you know, a, a little more compete and battle. Special teams um, usually try to get some power play work, and if we're not going to skate tomorrow, which is going to be optional. So I didn't love that part of it today. didn't love it against Montreal. So hopefully the guys... Um, a little more assertive in their decision making on the power play uh, tomorrow. It's been pretty good for us. We got a goal out of it, but I think that was more of, um, well, you know what? It was a product of putting a puck to the net, which the second group, that group has been asked to do. So good for Paul. He got rewarded, but you can't rely on that. We need to be crisper of their execution. Um, so hopefully the practice yesterday helped, you know, just when the power plays do occur, it doesn't always have to be practice on the power plays, just quick hands and uh, moving, moving pucks quicker, and and I thought it, it, it's getting static. It's third year we had more movement, so that's something else we talked about today. So, how will it help us? Uh, as I said, let's see tomorrow how we play. Hopefully, we're we're cleaner and play with more pace starting from the goal line out. For us, I thought we got bogged down below the goal line in our breakouts the other night, lost some battles and races as a result. Lots of time in our D zone, and not enough uh, putting them on their heels. <clears throat> I did. Oh, I was a, um, I was uh, the green-eyed, uh, one-eyed monster, Mike. Help me out. His last name is, 
because it sounds Polish, right? Kazowski. Yeah. Okay, so I knew it was that. Um, I can confirm with an excellent class. Yeah, I ran into Gary on the streets of uh, the ridges last night. Not to, um, the mean streets of Yeah, with our dogs. <clears throat> Did the dog The dog has a witch costume with the hat. It, it actually looks good on her when, but the hat covers her, you know what I mean, her eyes. So it's kind of like, okay, is that dog abuse if they can't see where they're going, yet they look good. So we pulled the hat back. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a good night. Uh, kids had fun. Uh, the neighborhood kids had fun. Uh, some of the players, young ones, were, were wandering around too. So it's, I, I don't know. When I was a kid, I actually thought it was one of my favorite holidays. I always kind of thought it was um, one of the better ones. Uh, obviously, Christmas to me first, but Halloween. <clears throat> do you guys dress up your pets? I do not. Yes. What? Yes. No. My my dog has a peacock costume, Misty, my oh, my wow. lab. Uh puppy who's only 4 months old, we we haven't been able to he's not as uh willing to to put the costume on. Very stubborn. Does your lab go put it on the No, no, we put it on her, but she she is I mean it sound like it was like No, easy, she's easy. she's very easy when it comes to that like any bandanas anything like that, we could put it on puppy. He's bandana. He's, yeah, like around I know, her. I know, but dan bandana doesn't no, but like costumes. I mean, I don't. We don't have like clothes for her. But any, I like, I like the costumes on dogs where it looks like they're they're people mm -hmm. and they're standing like standing up. Yeah, those like aren't bad. Um, I like I like a spider costume on a German Shepherd. I think those are really funny. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's just it's like a spider costume with all the extra legs, and oh. you put it on a German Shepherd, and all I, of a sudden again, it a looks like a guy. giant I tarantula. I couldn't oh. do it. Running at you? No, yeah. thank you. No, no, now, now you're trolling me. Uh, a I got bit. like like <laughs> you, I got, you, I got you're twitchy. so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, it, like honestly, I'm gonna start twitching. I liked how Bruce knew the last name of the character, but he didn't remember what movie. That Mike was Mike from. Wazowski. Mike yeah. Wazowski. Yeah. Monsters like, Inc. That was a great movie. I think it was like, I think it's got a Polish name. Was there two of those things? <laughs> yeah, Monsters Inc. and Monsters U. And Sully was was the other guy. Yeah, Mike and Sully. John um, John uh, Goodman played uh, and Billy Crystal. So now you've got a couple of defensemen out. Yeah. So good good on Ben because the left shot, right shot is the only thing that's kept him out. Sure. Yeah. Or else he would be in. Uh, so an opportunity. And it. There's zero hesitation or uh, worries about Ben Hutton going in. He is the ultimate mm -hmm. at this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he should be. They should keep him out for one more game to put him against Colorado, a more <laughs> high potent offense. Yes. Because what he did last year, after not playing for a bunch and going yeah. in against Edmonton, Edmonton and, yeah. and being great against Connor McDavid down the stretch, hey, he, Ben Hutton is just the ultimate. Pros pro. Uh, I I like your your train of thought, but let's get a let's get a tune up game going against yeah. Winnipeg for sure. Um, I I love Ben Hutton. I you you can't help but love Ben Hutton. I think is is kind of the bigger takeaway here. He's just he's so positive. He sticks up for his teammates. He makes really good plays. Um, and you you're right. You don't have any real reservations at all. Putting him back into the lineup, you know that he's going to be comfortable on the left side. It's you know. He, you heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it. Like he is a better option if there's an injury to somebody on the left side. Now you've got that scenario ahead of you, and he's going to go in. Last weekend, 
Nick Waugh got banged up. Yeah. And Bruce was up front saying, we're not going to see him for the course of the weekend. Yep. Now, I, I don't know what the status is of Nick Waugh, but it was three games and four nights, and he didn't play. Sure. It's three games and four nights again starting tomorrow mm-hmm. with the game Thursday and then Saturday at home against Colorado. Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock start, 4 o'clock pregame show in Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, against the Anaheim Ducks yep. in Southern California. Uh, if if Nick's banged up at the point we're not going to see him for, you say, a bit, mm-hmm. it's more day-to-day. Sure. I, I, you might This might be your D going, going forward. Yeah, I, I would – kind of venture to guess that this is what we're looking at, at least for the next three games, mm-hmm. right? So I, I I am looking at, okay, against Winnipeg, against Colorado, against Anaheim, you're going to be looking at a, a pair of of Ben Hutton, Caden Korzak, or Ben Hutton, Braden Pahal, depending on what Bruce Cassidy goes with. So the challenge of a fluid lineup mm-hmm. continues. Yeah. Like, amazing. Next year, <laughs> we should write this down. Like, all the talk that we, and I took the first, was it two weeks of the show off? Yeah, more or I, was, I wasn't yeah. coming in because I didn't have, I didn't have anything. I didn't want to waste all my good stuff. In the sure. First two no, weeks. I get it. I get uh, it. And 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 I have that right because I make three hundred fifty grand a year. Hey, Chapman didn't show up for this. the first three either. Yeah. Well, Darren, exactly. your point is well taken. And you're the greatest ever. And 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 Chapman, we could argue that that he hasn't been here for the last week and a half too. That's fair because we weren't on the air for the one show. That's that's also fair. But we spent so much time talking about lineups mm-hmm. and combinations and forward units, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, there's there's some of it. There's there's definitely people that want to play with with others, but there's also when you take out a Nick Waugh mm-hmm. from the lineup, you all of a sudden have three lines that are affected by that. Yeah, uh, up front now you have your third pair, mm-hmm. the best third pair on the blue line in the National Hockey League, they're both out. Yeah, and this is the the second time this year where the Golden Knights have had a full pair out of the lineup. They had Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo out for the first uh, couple of games of of the season, and that is one of those situations where you've got to find a way to battle through it. And, you know, if if we've learned anything so far from the Golden Knights early on, it's that some of their younger players, the Caden Korzaks, the Braden Pahals, Paul Cotter I'd throw into that category, Pavel Dorofiev also – uh, they've taken steps, they've taken strides, and they've been impactful for this team. The power play, I want to mention, it has eight goals this year. Mm-hmm. Bruce said it wasn't great against Montreal. Wasn't I, I don't think he was really pleased with the first unit. Yeah, be, get a little more stagnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, today in practice, didn't sound like he was overwhelmed no. with with what he witnessed. Keep an eye on this. You're you're nine zero and one, but you you still got to find ways to to keep everybody honest, for lack of a better sure. term. That works. Keep an eye on if the power play doesn't click early tomorrow against Winnipeg mm-hmm. or Saturday. See if the second unit starts a power play. I've been looking for that for a while. Okay. Just the second unit has three of the eight goals. Mm-hmm. That's more balanced than a lot of teams will will feature. Sure. Just keep an eye on that. And and it's not it's not as much of a criticism to the first unit because I think there's been some some real positives in that. And I love the Marsh So shooting the one timer. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And and Stone down low and doing his his wraparound or bumper spot to to the middle. I think there's some real uh, positives there. But with the second unit being effective, mm-hmm. you you have that option 
to lean on lean into that a little bit more. Yeah, I I've been looking for that the last couple of games. Now, and it also and it also catches the the, the it, it attention does. of the first unit. It, it does because and it, it's not that there haven't been good looks, but it's the pace, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 the urgency. It's it's moving the puck quickly. It's stick handling to open things up, and and you're slowing things down. And I think Bruce wants it to be and and look a certain way. So, you know, the second unit they're closer to what Bruce Cassidy has in mind for what he wants his power play to look like. I think Jack Eichel's headed for a five goal game. It's got to happen. Or a five point game. It, it, I'll I'll take five goals. But like, a, like you one, will, of, will you? one one of these just monster <laughs> nights where everything is going to go in. Yeah, I mean he's been in and around everything for five six games now. Like it just, it feels more snake bit than anything else. It's not lack for for opportunity or lack for trying or anything like that. It's just not going in for him right now. Mm-hmm. Just a little time with Mallard on the ice, just to get that feeling back, get the confidence up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the vibe going. <laughs> we got one timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. We got tickets to give away. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's for next Wednesday against Los Angeles. We have two pairs and we'll give away one pair now. What I'm doing right now is I'm talking my way through this <laughs> as Chapman nods. I'm really asking questions. We have tickets to give away. Mm-hmm. And then he nods for next Wednesday against Los Angeles. And he nods. All right. Two pairs. And he nods. Mm. Yeah, I'll let that- you know. I let you know yesterday. That, that's yesterday. Oh boy. Well, listen, Ryan Once wasn't again, Ryan wasn't here to distract you yesterday. I'm so just, uh, I'm know. just looking over at Ryan, going, "Are we really serious here?" I, I wasn't here him. yesterday. Yeah, that's I what I just know. said. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so it was number, just me and him. Uh, caller number seven. Caller number seven. You should have went seventy-seven just to piss him off. <laughs> caller number seven seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. It's the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Early action in the National Hockey League, 2-2 Philadelphia against the Buffalo Sabres. Carter Hart left this game with a... You know what type of injury? I don't. Take a guess. Lower body? No. Upper body? No. But body? Mid body. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I actually don't mind it. Mid body injury. So probably abdominals. Something specific there. Sure. I don't mind the mid body. I just, I didn't realize that that's now a part of the vernacular when it comes to injuries. We had a conversation at work the other day. Like what is what is upper body and what is lower body? Like what's the what's the equator there? Is it belly button? I feel like it has to be, but like then your 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 hand could be considered a lower body injury. Yeah, but that's an upper body. It is, but yeah. there are know, people. There are saying. people that will argue semantics just for the sake of arguing semantics. But what if a coach has to say upper body or lower body? What's he using as the equator? It's either it's either belly button or hip. Like hips, hips and below are lower body. Do you hips think and any above. coach has actually put this much thought into it, or do they just go? Upper. I like. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for he's got a body injury. 
Somewhere no, on no, his general body. General soreness has been used. General soreness? Yeah. Okay, there we I've, go. I've heard general soreness before. Uh, Dallas takes on the Flames. Dallas is, hasn't played a lot of hockey. They got the loss against Vegas in extra time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're five one to one. Yeah. When they catch up, some, I'm curious to see where they'll go. They've got the double dip in Alberta uh, coming up. The Blues take on the Avalanche, who have lost a couple of straight. Colorado, mm. and then the Coyotes and the Ducks. How about the Coyotes the other night scoring eight goals? Coyotes scoring eight goals. The Ducks just beat the uh, the Penguins. Like yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Ducks. How many is that? Four in a row that they won? I think so. Right. Yeah, they're they're all of a sudden a wagon. Um, Nick Backstrom of the Washington Capitals taking some time away from the game. He's got the left hip yep. injury. He uh, missed a bunch of time last year. Came back, thought he was going to be really good. Now this, he he's been Ovi's right hand guy. Yep. for a long time with the center iceman. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to affect Ovi's chase of Wayne Gretzky's record, but uh, this this sounds more serious than mm-hmm. I ever thought it was going to get to from yep. Nick Backstrom. Like, he didn't say that it was career threatening, right? But if you listen to the tone of of Nick talking, it's mm-hmm. it's not good. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't sound good to me either. And you know, again, I I, I was not necessarily super high on Washington going into the season, but now without Nick Backstrom, and we're not sure how long it's going to be. But it, the the expectation, or at least the one that I have in my mind, is that it's going to be quite a while before we see Nick Backstrom on the ice. Um, you know, certainly I, I don't think that that helps my opinion of the Washington Capitals going into this year. That being said, I just want Nick, Nick Backstrom to be healthy, right? Like that, that's the only thing you're hoping for, uh, for a player that's kind of been battling it the last, Imagine if you would have said, I, I don't want him to be healthy at all. Well, I'm just saying like, I, that's like I Chapman feel for the player. Said, what, did, what was your line yesterday? We're trying to get rid of that in the game. Yeah, get that out of the game. We're trying to get that out of the game. Talking well, about the Charlie McAvoy hit. Oh, like, well, yeah. No kidding. Listen, I just <laughs> want it to be. I want it to be very clear that I want Nick Backstrom to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Just want uh, everyone to know that. So he's taking time away from hockey. Mm-hmm. His playing futures up in the air. This is the the quote in a statement. It's a difficult decision, but one that I feel is right for my health at this time. Mm. I want to thank my teammates and the organization, mm. the fans, for their unwavering support. Wow. Mm. I ask for privacy at this time as I determine my next steps and viable options moving forward. Yeah, not great. We may not see him again yeah, based possible. on that. Yeah. And Ovi sounded uh, surprised by it. Yeah. Taken aback. Well, and, and they they talked, sure, but yeah, it's not it's not great, not great at all. Uh, Western Hockey League is adopting mandatory neck protection from lacerations. Yeah, after uh, the Andrew Johnson uh, situation, yeah. uh, the other uh, weekend in the UK. Yeah, uh, we're seeing a little more of this gain some mm-hmm. steam, uh, cut resistance, cut proof clothing, whether it's Full underwear, yeah. uh, clothing that you wear beneath your equipment, or neck protection. The, the QMJHL and the Canadian Hockey League has used this for a while, but mm-hmm. the, the Western Hockey League is putting it in place. It's just it might take some time. They they admit it might take some time to get the product in. 
from a man from like a manufacturing yeah. perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, good for for the Western Hockey League. Um, I am hopeful, like legitimately hopeful, and this might be you know one of those big understatements here, but like I I would love to see that make its way to the National Hockey League. I, I just I, I would. I there's, there's talk. The, yeah. the NHL and the NHLPA are discussing it. Sure. The NHL can't put mandatory equipment changes right. in place without right. approval from the NHLPA. And and that's my hope here is that you know oftentimes you understand that players want to feel comfortable out there on the ice and and there might be discomfort associated with you know wearing something that you're not used to wearing because you haven't worn it in so so long. But and there's a mirror test there. Sure. But to me it just it just seems like now is the time to have the discussion. Now is the time to see if you can push this forward because I again Well Pittsburgh Penguins have put it through their organization yeah. in, in the minor leagues. Yeah, and to me it's just it's one of those situations where you you look out for, for health and safety. That's gotta be number one. It's gotta be first and foremost. And you know, I'm 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 one of those people that wants to see everybody healthy and happy and I, I just hope that this is something that gets its, its way to the National Hockey League sometime. And in recreational leagues. And that, in yeah, kids, wow. kids yeah. leagues. If, and it's not, it's not totally mandatory uh, from uh, USA Hockey or yeah. Nevada. They're, that has to work its way through the system. But it, it's kind of a no-brainer yeah, that you I'm, would. I agree. Uh, we should get Darren Elliott on. Tomorrow or Friday, okay? Because he's uh, yes. he's a big part of uh, Naha, Nevada hockey, uh, and he knows a little bit about how this is going to work. But if you're a recreational hockey player, you're going out there. What, people are falling down all over the place because mm-hmm. yeah. we're old and we suck. <laughs> hey, put it on. Yeah. Put it, if you're not wearing it, it's like when goalies don't wear the the dangler. Yeah. Why? Why, why are you not? Throwing that thing on there and, and protecting yourself just a, a little bit more. So uh, that'll be on my list of uh, people to talk to to bring on the air, Darren Elliott. It may not happen tomorrow because it's uh, game day sure, and yeah. we're down at the rink, but Friday we'll aim for that if, uh, if he's available. Those are your one-timers. Uh, let's give away another set of tickets to the game against Los Angeles, right? Correct. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Buddy, old pal, come over here. <laughs> oh, give me a, give oh my, me a hug. you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna come, come across. On. I gotta cross right now. And give, give you a hug. Me a yeah, hug. Uh, let's go to uh, caller number 19. See, you didn't. You, you said you were gonna come over and give me a hug, and and you didn't. That that is false advertising right there. You were trying to play a shtick, and you couldn't even come over and give me a hug until I goaded you into it. Take the headphones number 19, off and throw them back 702-876-1340. We'll give you a couple of tickets to see the Golden Knights against the Los Angeles Kings next Wednesday. Catching up with Chapman's on the way. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Hi, Darren. So I'm not sure why or what the significance of it is, but lately I've, I've been watching flipping the television. I come across the Batman movies on VH1. Like they've played a bunch of them the last couple days, and I, I, I don't know why they're playing them, but I enjoy it. Like I literally watched with commercials, despite the fact that I know that they're streaming and I could watch them without commercials, but I watched a couple of them over the last couple days, and 
it's been a while since I'd seen the the ones with Michael Keaton, mm. and I forgot how good those movies were. Like he was a good bat. Yeah, he really was. Like better than Clooney, much better than Val Kilmer. I like Christian Bale as Batman. I don't, think, I think they're one too. Yeah, don't don't particularly care for Ben Affleck as Batman, but those those Michael Keaton movies, but the supporting cast yeah. in those movies too was 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 really good because Jack Nicholson was incredible as the Joker. And then you go to to the second one and you get Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken and Michelle Pfeiffer and I forgot Kim Basinger and Robert Wall in the first one as well. But like Danny DeVito was such a creepy penguin and I think of Danny DeVito and I don't think of him as playing this like dark kind of nasty character like he was mm-hmm. in that movie because he's great and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He was great in the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was yeah. great in Taxi. Like I, I used to watch that show with my parents before I go to bed in syndication. Same. But like it's it's just like it's it's funny and I don't know if it's like the nostalgia talking to me, but I feel like those are the two best Batman movies in, in the the series. Like I don't really include the Adam West Batman because it was a long time before and it was a little hokey and and, and don't if get you're me wrong. Talk taxi, you can include Adam West. I I liked not the Adam West Batman. I liked that. I, I actually that. have that on DVD. Like I like that movie and and you know a great supporting cast as well. But I don't know. Is it, is it me or is are, are, are those Michael Keaton you. ones? You're not you. So you don't you disagree that those no, are not the two best ones? If if anything. If any sentence starts with "Is it just me?" Is it just me? Okay. From you? Well, it's just me. All right. No, 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 no. I I'm with you on the Michael Keaton Batman movies. I I think Jack Nicholson's Joker is probably underrated. Yeah. In terms of like how unhinged he was, he was totally unhinged, and it it kind of loses its impact because of how well Heath Ledger played the character. And I thought Joaquin Phoenix was really good in, in his I version. haven't seen that yet. Okay. I I want to, I haven't, but to me like I think I think it's just it's just kind of a different take, right? Like the the Michael Keaton Batman movies are fantastic. Um Christian Bale that's a little bit more my wheelhouse. Yeah. So I I like that more. It's a little grittier, a little dirtier, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, I'm with you in that maybe you look back on the Michael Keaton Batman movies and you're, you're like, ah, I don't know. Eh, we've seen Batman kind of updated. And then it's like, oh, no, this totally holds up. It's really good. Was that Kim Basinger? Was yes, it, yeah. Kim Basinger was in, as Vicki Vale. Mm. And, and Christopher Walken in the second one, like Christopher Walken is one of those actors who I feel like he plays such a good kind of like creepy guy because he was super creepy mm-hmm. in that movie. But like he just he he's just so good at it, and and it, it's amazing when you look at some of the roles that he's played because I I loved his cameo in Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and he was really good in one of the James Bond movies. But like he 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 he's he's a bit underrated in that movie. He's a bit overshadowed, I think, by by Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer and and Michael Keaton. But such a such a great series, like. Like, I just love that that I'm flipping the television one day and I come across it. I'm like, oh, so it was on VH1. It was on VH1. Huh. When and I'm old enough to remember when VH1 used to play like adult contemporary music videos. Be behind the music. Yeah, like like that was like the station where if you wanted to get your Gloria Stefan fix, you could turn on VH1 and you would get the Gloria Stefan music videos. But like big Sting fans too. Yeah, yeah. Elton John. Like yeah. the stuff that really wasn't getting played on M- MTV. Lionel Richie. Hello. You guys are old. 
<laughs> we are. Trip down memory lane. Do you, does your DVD player still... I don't have a DVD player. So you've still got the... I, I you, well, no, I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox. No, it's a video It's a video game but system. But you've got a place to play your DVD. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. That's basically what I was trying to say. When was the last time you watched a movie on DVD? Oh, a long time ago. There's no use, but I don't. I, I'm like I don't want to get rid of them. I'm nostalgic in that way. Like there may be a day where I'm like, oh, I want to watch this on DVD. There's never going to be a day. No, I know. So funny. I know I can get to the bottom of the crux of the issue in a question and a half tops. Yep. Ah, jeez.